the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. God has blessed you with the abilities that you have. God is the one. Everything that we have comes from the hand of God. And the very next verse in the Bible says, if you ever forget that, God says, I'm going to destroy not just you, I'm going to destroy your entire nation. In my humble opinion, that's what's happening in the United States of America today because we're spending all this money acting like it's ours and we have forgotten that everything we have comes from the Almighty God. Hello and welcome as we lift up Jesus with Pastor Dudley Rutherford. I'm Kyle Welch. It is recorded in the book of John that Jesus once said, If he is lifted up, he will draw all people unto himself. Christ's death, resurrection, and ascension are all linked to this glorious exaltation, and it is a call made to the entire world. No class, social status, race, or gender is excluded from this declaration. That is why we lift up the name of Jesus on this program every day. Our teaching pastor is Dudley Rutherford, and we join him right now with today's message. I want to preach to you this message called Attacked by the Killer Fees. Not the killer bees, but the killer fees. We begin our message, Roman numeral number one, with the reasons for the attack of the killer fees. Where do these fees come from? Why do they attack us? Why do they sting us? Why do they immobilize us? Why do they wreak havoc on our marriage? Did you know that 56% of all divorces in America are due to financial stress, financial uh, 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 issues and problems? Now, there's three reasons why they attack us. The first is plastic. Now, when I say plastic, how many of you know what I'm talking about? Credit cards. I want you to write that in. Credit cards. And they're actually, they're painless to use. In fact, the more you use them, the better off you are. Did you know that? Because you can get frequent flyer miles. You can get discounts on automobiles and hotels. Some of these cards actually give you money back. It's wonderful. And then about 30 days later, <laughs> you bring in the mail, and all of a sudden you open that envelope up and you hear it. It's a buzzing sound. It goes bzzz. It's the killer fees inside that envelope. Banks have flooded consumers with credit card offerings. And here's the problem. The average, the average credit card debt per household in America is some $16,000. Now, the second thing that causes these killer fees are what I call producers. It's what I call media. They say that every day there are 7,000 commercials. Hollywood, every day hires the best writers, the best actors, the best producers with one goal in mind, and that is to create discontent in you so that when you watch one of those 7,000 commercials, you're sitting there thinking, hey, I have to have that. 
I need to buy that. I can't live without that. It might be a cup of coffee, might be an iPhone, might be a certain brand of cereal, but advertising is a multi-billion dollar industry. But they never tell you the truth. They never show you the alcoholics. They never show you the car crash where the drunk kills an innocent victim. They never show you the destroyed liver. They never show you the destroyed marriages. They never show you the millions of people in America today that have to go to AA meetings for the rest of their life. Commercials are enticing, but they create a discontent so that you have to have what you're looking at, and then you end up in debt as a result. Number three, the third source for the attack of the killer fees is is what we call the peers, where you got to keep up with the Joneses. I use the word peer because we peer at each other to see what the other person has. Oh, they have that house. Oh, oh, they, they drive that car. And as we begin to compare, we think, well, I, if they have that, I need that, all right? And you, you were really fine until you saw that someone else had something nicer than you, then all of a sudden you had to have that. And the Bible says in 2 Corinthians 10, when they measure themselves by themselves and they compare themselves with themselves, they are not wise. It's never wise to compare ourselves to each other, either spiritually or financially. So Roman numeral number two in your notes is how are we going to reverse the killer fees? How do we get out from underneath the situation we're in? And it all begins, and if you don't get this point, nothing's going to make sense to you. You have to have a different perspective Instead of seeing things in your own eyes, you have to see things from God's perspective. It was God's fear for the Israelites because they had been living in a desert. They were in slave, slavery first, then in the desert, and God was getting ready to lead them into the promised land. And God was afraid. He was afraid that once he took them into that land that was flowing with milk and honey, that once they saw all of their bounty, all of their blessings, that they would become self-satisfied and that would lead to a decision in their life where they would no longer have a need for God. You see, when they're out there in the desert, they needed God. But once they had all these blessings, they wouldn't need God anymore. And they started to actually believe that they could handle things by themselves and that they didn't need God helping them anymore. And that's exactly what's happened in our country. Our nation was once founded by men who feared God, men who honored God. People who founded this country got down on their knees and they prayed to an almighty God, asking for his help, asking for his blessing. But now here we are, several hundred years later, we've got so many things. We're living in the land flowing with milk and honey. (laughs) We don't need God anymore. Well, we've kicked him out of our government. We've kicked him out of our school system. Uh, We don't need your help anymore. You know, you can't say a prayer to high school graduation any longer in this country. We don't need God. So we say, God, you, God, will no longer tell us what marriage is. We will tell you what marriage is. I know you think marriage is a union between a man and a woman, but God, you're not dictating that. We're going to marry whoever we want to marry, including my dog if I want to. And God, we're going to be the ones now because we don't need you anymore. We've, we've got our skyscrapers and our freeways and our nice automobiles. We're, we're, you're, you're not going to tell us when life begins. We're going to tell you when life begins. We're going to determine who lives and who doesn't live. I will make that choice, not you, God. 
And then we say, God, we don't need you to tell us about our finances or our resources because I earned all this. I'm a self-made man. I don't need your help. Stay out of my life. Stay out of my finances. Stay away from me. That's what we've done. I want you to take your Bibles and turn to Deuteronomy chapter 8. I would like for every one of you sometime this week to read the whole chapter of Deuteronomy chapter 8. And I want you to see if you see the United States of America in that chapter. I want to read to you two verses, Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 17. We're trying to get a different perspective, that everything we have is not our own, it comes from God. If you don't get this point, nothing else is going to make any sense to you. Deuteronomy 8, verse 17, God says these words, you, everybody say the word you. You You may say to yourself, it is my power and the strength of my hands have produced this wealth for me. But remember, verse 18, that the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you the ability to produce wealth. Everything we have, everything we own comes from the hand of God. God has blessed you with the abilities that you have. He's given you a mind. He's given you the ability to think, the ability to work, the ability to reason, the ability to to make a decision in your life. God is the one. Everything that we have comes from the hand of God. And the very next verse in the Bible says, if you ever forget that, God says, I'm going to destroy, not just you, I'm going to destroy your entire nation. In my humble opinion, that's what's happening in the United States of America today because we're spending all this money acting like it's ours and we have forgotten that everything we have comes from the Almighty God. So we need a different perspective. Write this down. Second of all, we need to pray. we got to pray just to make it today. The Bible says in Philippians 4, verses 6 and 7, that we're supposed to pray about everything. Everything means everything. I think you need to pray about your job. I think you need to pray about your resources. You need to pray about your ability to work. If you need a job, you need to pray about finding work. You need to pray about your resources. And anytime we talk about praying, you know, and our finances, it's always usually just something that we need. God, I need. God, I need. God, I want. God, I need. God, I want. That's the only time we ever pray about our finances. When was the last time you prayed about how much you should give? When was the last time you prayed about where you should serve? When was the last time you said, Lord, Lord, uh, what do you want me to do with these resources that you've given to me? Instead of just spending them on your own as you please, when was the last time you said, God, what is it that you want me to do with these resources? We need to have a perspective from God's viewpoint. We need to pray. Number three, we need to have a plan. You need to have a plan. And you can write this down anywhere on that page. A plan is a budget. A budget. You see, that's what bothers me about Congress. We have, you've got 535 people on the Hill and a president. You've got 536 people, and those 536 people are the ones making decisions that are dragging our country further and further and further and further in debt. 
And you're going to see this. It's going to be in the news today. They're going to come out with a budget. They won't pass the budget. They'll fight between the Republicans and Democrats. They won't pass the budget. And they've all got their reasons. And meanwhile, they'll take in all the money and spend so much. And then they're going to need another trillion. Uh, they need another trillion. And, and they won't. They're just going to spend it too. They're just going to, they don't care. They don't care that we go further and further in debt. And that's true not only in a, the government. It's true for us as families. I, I'm amazed that families... I, I can't control the government, but I can control my family. I, I can control my own resources. And you've got to start there. And you've got to have some type of plan. The Bible says, here's what God says. And I, I mean, a, a third grader could understand this. In Proverbs chapter 6, I think God dumbs it down for us sometimes. He says, look to the ant. Look to the ant. Consider the ant's ways. Be wise. The ant has no commander. The ant has no overseer. The ant has no ruler. He's an ant. Yet, it stores its provisions in the summer. It gathers its food at the harvest. I love that. that even the ant, that the, one of the tiniest creatures on the earth that God created that we can see has a plan. <laughs> and if an ant has a plan, we probably ought to have one too. <laughs> then, well, how do you do that? You get a piece of paper. And you get you a pen and you, you write down how much God is providing for you right now. And then you decide housing and you write down car expense and you write down cell phone expense and entertainment and church. You put that on there and you figure it all up and you try to come up with how, what, what you should be spending in all these areas. It's called a budget. Number three, what is the repellent? How are we going to get out of the situation we're in? It's a little formula that I've lived by my entire life. It's called give, give, live. Everybody say, give, give, live. Number one, write this down. You give 10% to God. That's step number one. That's decision number one. You say, well, I don't know about that, preacher. I don't know how that's going to help me get out of debt. I'm in all kinds of debt, and you're telling me the very first thing, give 10% to God. How's that going to help me? I don't even make sense. Well, You've been spending everything on your own. How's that working out for you? How's your plan working? Why don't you try God's plan? Where you give God a tenth, and when you do that, what you're doing, you see, before you spend anything else, you give God that tithe, then not what that does. You're inviting God. You're saying, God, come on into my life. Come on into my finances. Come on into my budget, God, because I can't make this work, but I'm hoping you can. The Bible says in Proverbs 3, verse 9 and 10, honor the Lord with your wealth. With the first fruits. You see, we give God what's left over. We spend, we spend it on everything we want to spend it on, and we have this little bit of amount left over, and we look at that little bit of amount, and we go, oh, let's see, I'll give, a, I'll give God a couple dollars here. No, that's not tithing. Honor God, honor God with your wealth, with the first fruits of all. Say the word all. All your crops, and then something's going to happen to you. Verse 10, the Bible says, Your barns will be filled to overflowing, and your vats will brim over with new wine. Malachi 3, verse 10 says, Bring the whole tithe 
See, he's talking to some of you who think you give like 1% or 3% and you go, yeah, I tithe. That's not a tithe. 3% is not a tithe. The word tithe means tenth. And the Bible says bring the whole tenth, the tithe, into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. And then God says, why don't you just test me, all you doubting Thomases out there. Why don't you test me in this, says the Lord God Almighty, and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing in your life that you will not even have enough room for all of that. Some of you are truly missing out. And you can't figure it out. You go, I don't understand how come nothing ever works in my life. You gotta make a commitment. That's what the year of Jubilee is. We get to all start over. You've messed up a thousand times. From this day forward, you say, you say God, I'm going to make a commitment to you that from this day forward, I don't care if it's a little, I don't care if it's a lot, that every dollar you give me, I will give you a dime back. And you see what happens in your life. You see what happens in your life. You know, my first job ever preaching, part-time, everybody say part-time. They paid me $50 a week. I'd get up and preach. <laughs> be about 20 people. I'd be looking at all of them. They'd be looking at me. I'd be done. They'd give me $50. I was 18 years old. And I'd take $5. I think, man, $5. I used to mow a yard for $5. I'd give 50 cents. Now I'm, now I'm making $50. I got, I'm giving five. I didn't even care. I was living on 45. Then my first full-time preaching job they paid me $250 every week. I'd take the tithe, I'd write a check for $25, give it to the church. I had $225 to live on. Do you know what $250 is times 52 weeks? It's $13,000. I was 22 years old making $13,000. And all my tithe was, was $25 a week. I was living like a king. Do you know the sad reality today? That the vast majority of this church, I'm not talking about half, I'm not talking about two-thirds or three-fourths, I'm talking about the vast majority of this church does not put in $25 every single week in this church. You take up all the offerings and we do the math, it works out to be about 20 bucks a week the average person puts in. That means if you put 100 in, that means there's five people who put nothing in to equal 20. That's what that means. And you think about that, if the average of this church is under $20, $25, that means that all of you are making $13,000 a year. I doubt that very seriously. Some of you, that might be your cell phone bill. <laughs> you give 10% to God. Number two, write this down. You give 10% to yourself. That's called savings. I'm a saver. My entire life, I've given 10% to God. I've given 10% to self at a bare minimum. And I've learned to live on the rest. It's called the principle of contentment. As we prepare to close, write this down. You give 10% to God, you give 10% to yourself, you save that for a rainy day, 
and you live on the remaining 80%. You say, well, I don't know if I can do that. Well, the government's not doing it. The government takes all that money in, they spend all that, and then they spend another trillion on top of it. And you've got to foot the bill one day. This church, you know what we do as a church? We look at what came in last year. That's how we do our budget. Last year, 2011, we took what was the total offering, and this year, we set our budget on this year based on what actually came in. And we know it might be more, it might be less. If it's less, we start cutting people. We've cut staff, we've cut ministries, we've cut programs, because we can't go borrow a trillion dollars. I wouldn't want to do that anyway, can someone say amen? And we have to do that as individuals. You've got to see what God gives you. Take 10%, give it to Him, save some, and learn to live on the rest. Live within your means. Here's what the Bible says. Job 36, verse 11. If, say the word if. If they obey and serve Him. If you obey and serve God. They will spend the rest of their days in prosperity and their years in, what's the word? Contentment. And in my opinion, contentment is far greater than prosperity. The bottom line is, from a spiritual perspective, we're all here in debt. We have a debt we cannot pay. Doesn't matter how good you are, how good I am. Doesn't matter how many hours a day you pray or how much money you give. There's a debt that you cannot pay. It's called a spiritual deficit. And I deserve for my spiritual deficit to live my entire life and all of eternity living in bankrupt. But the good news is that God saw a bankrupt sinner by the name of Dudley Rutherford and God said, you know what? I love Dudley Rutherford so much. I think I'm going to do something about his debt. I'm going to send my son Jesus Christ and he will die. And when he dies on that cross... He will be paying Dudley's debt for all of eternity. And that's exactly what God did for me, and that's exactly what God did for you. And now that he has forgiven me of my sins, now that he's canceled that spiritual deficit, I then come to him. I don't put my finger in his face and say, God, you don't tell me what to do from this point on. I'm going to do what I want. No, I come to him in gratitude and thanksgiving. God, I praise you. I honor you today for saving my soul and knowing for sure I'm going to go to heaven one day. I want to obey you. I want to serve you. It's not just 10%. God, you can have all my money if you want. God, it's all yours. My time, my talent, my treasure, it's all yours. I just want to live in obedience. I want to walk in faithfulness. I want your hand of blessing upon my life. I want to live a life of prosperity and a life of contentment. It's a blessing for us to bring this program to you every day. We exist only by our faithful partners who support us through their prayers and financial gifts. If Pastor Dudley's message has been a blessing to you, we would like to encourage you to consider joining in partnership with us so we can continue to be here every day to bless others with this important ministry. Your gifts, whether large or small, are greatly appreciated and go directly to help keep us on the air. You can find out more about supporting us by calling our toll-free number, 888-818-4777. That number again is 888-818-4777. 4777. We have operators standing by and ready to take your call. You can also support us by going to our website, 
liftupjesus.com forward slash reach. That address again is liftupjesus.com forward slash and then the word reach. We live in the most distracted culture in the history of the world. We see about 10,000 messages every day. We even touch our phones about 2,000 times a day. We're literally being overwhelmed with information. That's why there's no better time than right now for Dudley Rutherford's remarkable new book, One Thing, Rediscover a Simpler Faith in Our Complicated World. In this timely book, Pastor Dudley invites you to open your Bible and look closely at seven key passages of Scripture where you'll find the beautifully uncomplicated phrase, One Thing. These scriptures will quiet all the noise that you're hearing and call you back to a simpler faith. Dudley Rutherford has discovered the secret of how to focus our lives on the one thing that matters. What if you could find that simplicity? It's waiting out there, and this is your roadmap to freedom. Contact Lift Up Jesus today and get your copy of One Thing, the book that could finally change everything. I'm Kyle Welch. We invite you to join us every weekday at this time when we again lift up Jesus with Pastor Dudley. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.